Chapter 4 The entrance to the Yerkpool? I echoed. Where? How? I looked around at the others to see their reactions. See, we had already invaded the Yerkpool in an effort to save Jake's brother, Tom. Not a happy memory. I saw Cassie shudder. Axe is the only one who wasn't there for our little vacation in the Yerkpool, Marco said. As the rest of you know, the Yerkpool is a huge underground cavern. It's practically a small city down there. It's under our school, but it's so big that it also runs beneath the fire station, a couple of gas stations, and most of them all. Axe nodded. Yerk pools are generally large and elaborate. They are an important part of Yerk life. Centers of their lives, really. The pools are, for the Yerks, what forests and meadows are to Andalites. Tobias and I have been working out a pattern of surveillance, Marco went on. For the last week, we followed our very favorite human controller, Assistant Principal Chapman, everywhere we can. Tobias tracks him from the air, then I follow him when he goes into a building. Why didn't you let the rest of us in on this? I demanded. Marco shrugged. It was a two-person job, that's all. Jake looked as annoyed as I felt. Then I realized why Marco had kept this quiet. Jake had just been through the terrifying ordeal of being infested by a yerk. For three days, he had been a human controller, a prisoner in his own body. Marco had been letting him rest. So? I asked, a little more patiently. So what? Marco answered. So, where is this entrance to the yerk pool? Duh! Well, I was hoping to amaze and entertain you all with the whole story of our brilliant detective work, but the short answer is, in a dressing room at the Gap. In the mall. That's the entrance. People go in, looking like they're going to try on clothes, and they never come out. At least, they don't come out through the gap, Tobias added. They come out through the movie theater. When the crowd leaves the movie at the end of the show, there are always more people leaving than went in. In through the gap, out through the multiplex. Marco laughed. (laughs) Are these yerks on top of popular American culture, or what? Good job. Jake admitted grudgingly. The question is, now what do we do? Attack! Axe said instantly. We tried that once, Cassie said quietly. We didn't exactly win. There are thousands of hork and taxons down there. And human controllers. And he was there. Visser three. That's when Tobias was trapped in a morph. Like I said, we didn't exactly win. We got hammered. I agreed. Axe, you know I'm usually all for going on the attack, but the Yerkpool is just too big. A warrior is judged by the power of his enemies, Axe said stubbornly, but he didn't sound quite as enthusiastic anymore. Attacking the Yerkpool is out, I muttered, but an idea was occurring to me. Hey, Axe, what can you tell us about the Condrona? He swiveled his head toward me, while his stalk eyes turned slowly this way and that, searching the woods for trouble. The Condrona is a miniature version of the Yerk's home sun. It emits Condrona rays, which concentrate in the Yerk pools. It is what nourishes the Yerks. That is why Yerks must swim in their natural state in the Yerk pool every three days. They need Condrona rays. So their real weakness is not the pool itself, but this Condrona, I said, this miniature sun. But the Condrona may be many miles away from the Yerk pool, Axe explained. The Condrona rays may be beamed to the pool from almost anywhere. So although I am in favor of attacking the Yerk pool, 
We should not do it expecting to find the Kondrona there. I agree, I said. But what if we didn't attack the Yerkpool? What if we just spied it out? We might find out where the Kondrona is. Marco laughed. <laughs> That's more like the Rachel I know. You were starting to worry me there. You were sounding so sensible. How big is a Kondrona? Jake wondered. It would depend on how many pools it had to support. It might be as large as Cassie's barn. It might be the size of one of your human cars. The size of a car? Surely a bunch of all-American kids like us could manage to wreck a car, Marco joked. How much would it hurt the Yerks? I asked. That's the question. Is it worth running the risk of going down there again? Down to the Yerk pool? We all looked at Axe. It would depend. If they have a spare Kondrona, it wouldn't hurt them very much. In any case, they have one aboard their mothership, so we would not wipe them out entirely. We all sagged with disappointment. However, it would not be practical for the Yerks to shuttle their human controllers back and forth to the mothership to keep them alive. So, what would they do? Marco wondered. How would Visser Three react? Visser Three is totally ruthless, I said. He would save as many as he could, but he'd have to let the rest die. Yes, Axe agreed. It would be a very serious blow. They would survive, but they would be weakened. We have to find this Kondrona thing first, Cassie reminded everyone. And wherever it is, it will be guarded. Right then, I guess we all realized we were going to do it. We were going back to the Yerkpool. Jake shook his head slowly. Down to the Yerkpool again. I still have nightmares about the first time. Yeah, Marco agreed. Done that. The Yerkpool. Cassie said grimly and looked away. I didn't say anything. I don't like talking about nightmares. But I'd had them too. They were pretty bad. I'm not very good at understanding human emotions, Axe said. But you all seem afraid, and your fear is beginning to scare me. Good, I said. I don't know if you Andalites believe in places like heaven and hell, but let me tell you, the Yerkpool is definitely not heaven.